0: Hi, friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Should I Delete That? It's our Is It Just Me episode, and M, I would like to kick us off with my own Is It Just Me? Hit me. I think this one every single week, and I always forget to say it, so I'm remembering now. Okay. Is it just me who feels like... Actually, this... Okay, this is a two-parter. Number one, when you're crossing... This is all about crossing the road, okay? Is it just me who, number one, when I'm crossing at the pedestrian crossing, I have to run? Like I do a little run walk, little run Fuck walk, off, no because, I feel, How because I feel bad. How, I know, because I feel, <laughs> but I feel, I feel bad, right? So at I do, a zebra I do a crossing? Run at a zebra crossing, yeah, that's it. I do a run walk because I'm like, oh, I feel guilty that I'm making them stop, so I, like, I like, like, little, like, little, I little the, peg I know, it lot. I know
1: the run walk well. Yes. Yes.
0: But number two, is it just me who... So I, whenever I cross a zebra crossing, I obviously say thank you to the person who stopped, right? So I hold my hand up, but then I worry. I do a little wave because not a wave, a proper wave, but a little jiggle because I worry that holding my hands up looks like I'm trying to like like stop, stop, and then crossing the
1: the road.
0: (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I do a little wiggle. I do a little like thank you wiggle, hand like finger wiggle, just so they know that I'm saying thank you, not halt.
1: Right. So from the car's perspective, this frantic looking woman runs across the way road, waving at them. Just, just for another perspective, another side to that. Um, I get the run walk. I don't do it as yes. standard practice on the zebra crossing. Cause I do have a little bit more dignity than that. Um, okay. and I think because I operate in London pretty evenly between being a driver and between being a pedestrian, I kind of feel like I've got my, I've got the authority in both positions. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to be a good crosser and I'm going to be a good not runner overer. And so I've struck that balance all right. As for the wave. Yeah. I can see that's a difficult thing to do. So what what I I do, well, I'll tell you what's actually quite bad that I've been doing (laughs) when I've been driving. I know you don't drive a lot, but like, particularly in London, obviously, if you've to like, there's a lot of spaces where you can't fit two cars. So one of you is to pull in like behind the bus or whatever. And then like one of you gets out the other's way. So when you go to thank someone, you know, you can give the little like steering wheel wave where you basically lift like four fingers. Well, I've stopped doing that and I've started throwing peas. I just whip out a little peace sign and it literally (laughs) happens. I can't even help it. And I'm just like, whoops. And it's like, peace (laughs) out, bro. And then I'm like, oh my God, cool. But then also they probably think I'm flipping them the bird because from a distance, how do you to say what what way my fingers are facing?
0: Also- if I just thought someone's giving me the peace sign, I would be quite judgmental. The peace sign is a thank you on the traffic, in traffic. I would be a bit like, mm, not why are you giving me the peace sign?
1: <laughs> Get on your knees and thank <laughs> me properly. A picture. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so, I've really got to stop doing it. And I'm just throwing peas out all the time. I'm, I'm probably doing it when I'm crossing the road as well and not even thinking about it. Cheers, bro. It's so bad. I've got to stop doing a, that. A thumbs up might work. Thanks, thank you, thank thanks, friend. Yeah. friend. Crossing thanks. the road, friend. <laughs> no, yeah, I the way the wave is difficult. I just do the little like, like literally, just like shove the fingers up. Thanks, and then put them back down. Yeah. No, I don't wiggle. It's up and down. No. Fun story. I don't know if I've ever told the podcast this. I don't know if I've ever told you this about Sarah getting hit by a car at the zebra crossing. She was. I know she, this yeah. story, but I don't know if it's because of the podcast. I don't know. Just anyway, anyway due to the podcast and you've heard it before I'll give you the shorthand but she was running across the zebra crossing perhaps this is an argument for walking across it maybe she was just so fast at running that it was just like phew, blur I couldn't even see her and anyway, she got hit by a car she was wearing <laughs> shorts she went onto the bonnet, but then because she was wearing shorts, she got stuck on the bonnet. So she was trying to like, choo, choo, but the bonnet and her skin just it was a whole amalgamation. She was absolutely fine. She's so embarrassed. She said she made complete eye contact with the driver because it was just like... As she was sprawled on the bonnet. Yeah, and then trying to like peel herself back off it and then she just ran away again. So, yeah, I but think she was of that fine, often. I run across, you know, when you... Cross the traffic lights too late. Well, I know you don't because you're like anxious Anne when it comes to crossing the road. I prefer safety season. But when a normal person crosses the road and they take their life into their hands and the green man's flashing and you've got to make a mad dash, that's always an embarrassing. Yeah, don't like That's the only time I will. I will break a sweat Okay, okay fair enough. That's fine. I tell you what, I find very interesting. Like you know, the Americans get like fined for crossing the road jaywalking jaywalking i know uh, londoners would be would be destitute as a city we'd be just broken we'd have nothing left <laughs> because like it's anarchy we cro- what, like what doesn't matter the time of night wearing all black crossing the road at two in the morning as slow as you like i swear i've seen
0: so many people jaywalking though in, in in new york i swear i don't think anyone it's actually because busy
1: people there's a busy people you've got to be able to cross the road like you know what it's you have take your life in your hands live by the sword die by the sword yeah. I admire it I've used that expression too much recently I not I haven't heard you say that well you're welcome live welcome by the sword week. die by the sword there you go <laughs> yeah but I keep using it randomly intensely and Alex is like it doesn't need to be this intense I'm like don't do this <laughs> I like the movie and
0: I'm the main character. <laughs> I just love it when people use expressions in the wrong way, me included. M- my sister said the other day, like completely unrelated, she was like, "Oh, I just reinvented the wheelhouse," and I was like, "I don't think you know what that means." Don't, What's the wheelhouse? Not relevant to the situation. You know, it's like you're not you're not doing it. You're not coming up with anything new. You're not like reinventing the wheelhouse. What's the wheelhouse? Ah, now I'm question. Now I'm really questioning it. Is it reinventing the wheelhouse?
1: I don't even know what a wheelhouse is to reinvent, or is it reinventing
0: the wheel? <laughs> i fuck this up. What's a wheelhouse? <laughs> to reinvent the wheel. Oh, it's not the wheelhouse. It's re- reinventing the wheel.
1: <laughs> Makes a lot more sense. I was like, "What the fuck is a wheelhouse?" <laughs> I'd say know. it's the time for a rebrand. I'd say so Jen like, like, could get busy reinventing the wheelhouse. I've never heard of it. It's so yeah. That's I don't know where that can, A
0: Wheelhouse is is a phrase, no?
1: it's not in my wheelhouse so what you've done is you've commixed your expressions you've amalgamated them i have i have i
0: personally love to do that anyway that was a fun three minutes apologies guys um do you have anything for me
1: i do i have an embarrassing story just to kick us off and this this is this is sent with time to sensitivity so i have to read it out immediately so that we can set this Uh, woman free okay hi guys sincere apologies but no time for niceties as I'm currently writing this locked in the toilet cubicle at work unsure when I will emerge due to the shame I walked into the office oh my god this is so apt given what we just spoke about I walked into the office this girl is me basically I walked into the office greeted by security on the door don't know where she works but that is that's sick. I want security on my door <laughs> of my house. Um, all normal, all fine. The security guard sort of pointed at me, finger gun style. So I thought, hmm, novel, but fun. And obviously <laughs> wouldn't want to leave this crazy cat hanging. So I finger gunned him back. Cheesy grin and a wink to show my approval for the new oh, arrangement don't. we clearly had please going on. Don't. Entirely deadpan. His response was, ID pass." Realizing mine was on the wrong way around, and he was merely gesturing for me to show him my ID so he could confirm I was, in fact, allowed to enter the building by virtue of being a professional adult, employed human, which clearly I am not. Toodaloo from the loo, where I will live for the foreseeable.
0: Finger gun,
1: hey. Finger cool, bro. <laughs> I, I finger guns everyone. I am i am two or three minutes away from doing that to the next person that I, uh, I have to engage with in my car. Finger guns. Oh, I love a finger. Don't gun. put I that, don't that
0: think in my head. Enough. I, 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 I'm scared. I'm going to start using that now. It's kind of in my head. down. Really like, hey. hey,
1: what's up, bro? You know, what? I actually I want to say that these are out of practice. I want to say that my guns have been in their holsters for a long time, but they have not. I think I finger gun this weekend. In fact, I know <laughs> did I did. You? I finger gun my sister at the pub. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I, I love never finger done that. guns. I don't think my brother. Yeah, never. my brother's really good for like. A classic dance move. We're talking the trolley, I... finger guns,
0: the oh train. yeah, uh, get it from the shelf, put it in the washing machine. Get it from the shelf, put it in the washing machine. Love it. Speaking of washing machines, did you get
1: any feedback from your last week? No, I don't want to, to about it. no, <laughs> don't talk
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I have an Is it just me?
1: Just before you read it, as a final thought for the girl that's still stuck on the loo, I think just double down. Just, like, do not stop. Every,
0: every day every from day, now on. Finger guns.
1: Yeah, even if you're just popping out to get a sandwich. No avoidance of doubt here. Like, he needs to know. You're meant to do it. That was the fucking plan. You've got an agenda. Yeah. And you, you're <laughs> going to be his friend. And this is how you're going to do it.
0: Uh, I don't think you are. <laughs> um, all the best, though. I hope you get off the loo soon. So, <laughs> is it just me? Okay. Hi. I'd first of all like to say I absolutely love the podcast. I have so much joy to my day when I have a new episode to listen to. Oh, okay. My Is It Just Me is a little serious, so I apologise for that. For context... For the majority of my teens, I struggled with disordered eating and body dysmorphia. Thankfully, I'm now in a much better place with my body and I like to think I have a very healthy relationship with food. However, for the last few weeks, I have been on a course of antibiotics that really reduced my appetite and made me feel nauseous whenever I ate. Because of that, I didn't eat as much as I normally would for that two week period and I can tell that I've lost weight because of it. Although I didn't do this on purpose, I'm still concerned with my mindset when it comes to weight loss. When I realised that I'd lost weight, my immediate reaction was happiness. I really do think that I have a better relationship with my body now, but I want to get to the point that I regard any weight loss gain in a neutral way rather than losing weight being positive and gaining it as negative. Please tell me it's not just me that still struggles with extracting myself from a diet culture frame of mind and being okay with fluctuations in my weight. Thank you.
1: I don't think it's just it's you. Definitely not just you. No shit. No way. I mean slightly different but pregnancy's like thrown me for a fucking loop
0: Because I
1: yeah like like the the person that sent that message in like I had a very bad relationship with my body as a teenager and definitely feel like I've come through it and I make so much peace with what I look like now or what I look like what I look like but being pregnant's been really really weird because Like, everybody said there's, like, this bit at kind of, like, before it pops where it's really hard. And I found that from, like, basically, like, weeks 14 to 20, I think, were the hardest because it was just, like... Basically, it just looked like I'd gained weight. And obviously, for me as well, I was hiding it. And... Yeah. And then your body just changes so much. And even, like, you know, you expect your tummy to get big, but my boobs have got so big because I haven't been exercising, I've kind of lost my arm definition. So I've kind of got these, like hands where my biceps used to be (laughs) and also I've gained a lot of weight on my legs which I just apparently it's a really normal part of pregnancy and it's preparing your body for breastfeeding or some shit I don't know but I've basically got like a lot more cellulite than I've ever had and it's just a massive change and it's really like thrown my like it's thrown my like relationship I'm kind of questioning whether I'm as cured from all of it as what I thought, because even looking back at photos from my honeymoon, I'm like, "Fuck, I was so like I looked so good, but then I distinctly remember then being like oh god i I've eaten like a train and whatever and it's like, actually, I don't think I've been in as positive a cycle forever, you know like I think I've always yeah. I don't think these thoughts ever disappear basically, and yeah. I think. Um, maybe they will, but I, this, this is, this has definitely thrown me for a loop. I'm definitely, I'm coming out the other side. Now it's like, now I can like feel a human in there <laughs> and other people can feel a human and everyone knows about the human. That's, it's become a lot easier, but it has made me realise I still have these internal thoughts and my instinct isn't neutrality. Like that's not the first thing I feel when I, when I yeah. notice something, even though it's a miracle and whatever, I'm instinctively I don't think oh look at that miraculous cellulite, I look at it and I'm just like Ugh. and that's like and I'm working yeah. on that and it's getting better but yeah it's not just you definitely.
0: Yeah, I guess it's different with pregnancy as well in that it's kind of out of your control, like your body's just changing and you don't really have any control over it and I imagine that might play into it from a control aspect because it's yeah, different so. when you, when you're When your body's changing because you're eating more or because you're eating less, it feels just like more like you're in the driver's seat. But when it's just yeah yeah you have absolutely like no control over what's happening with your body and it's just changing before your eyes and it's a body that you're Mm. not recognizing anymore like that's really that's really hard to that's very difficult i think
1: but then also that sounds like it's happening to the person sending in because it's like and because it's antibiotics but there are just like so many external factors that change our bodies all the time right you know stress like for some people stress makes you gain weight or lose weight or you know, like whatever it is, like your lifestyle at any given time changes. And you're right, like there's a lot of it that's in your control, but we also know there's a lot of it that isn't. And so Yeah, yeah like I I don't think I, I don't know. Do you know anybody that you genuinely think has like one hundred percent of the time cracked the code to feeling confident and rid of all this diet culture shit?
0: No. No, absolutely not. And I and I don't I don't think it would be not normal. I don't mean that, but I don't expect that like of anyone, you know. And I definitely like don't expect it of myself. And like, I have done more work on this than than a lot, lots of people, you know. Like, I've looked into this, like heavily researched this. It's something I talk about every single day, and I still have these bad days. But and I and I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before, I think. But like. The way and it was my therapist who, who gave me this analogy, because I remember saying to her, like, will I ever be fully cured of this? Because I don't understand how I can still have things that are, like pop up every now and again and they still bother me. And she had this analogy that I really like. I swear I said this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but that it's like breaking a knee like you like breaking a bone and you break the bone and the bone will heal and the padding around the bone like your cartilage and everything else will kind of get stronger to deal with it but there will always be a sore spot like it will will always be like a little bit of of a weakness in that bone and every now and again it might flare up and and I think when things like this are so so deeply conditioned and especially when a lot of that conditioning has happened in formative years when we've been particularly vulnerable and we've been developing and like evolving our views on everything when when those things are so have been have happened in in those form formative years and they're they're so emotionally driven as well I think it's just really 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 difficult to get rid of them and I think I think a lot of therapists a lot of psychotherapists and psychologists I think they fall into like different camps some believe that you can truly recover and completely be cured of it like be cured of it all and then others believe that it's that it's not possible but that's okay and then that's the camp that I as a non-thera completely non-qualified person but like that's the camp I fall into I believe that that you you can't and I and I think that As well, believing that just takes the pressure off of knowing that like it's absolutely fine to feel like this but I but I think like the good thing is recognizing it and like to this girl that wrote in like recognizing it and seeing it and it means that next time something like this and, and working on it and it means that next time something like this comes up you're better equipped at dealing with it And that's the cool thing is like not how can we get rid of it immediately and it never comes back ever again. But like, how can we deal with these things as and when they come up so that eventually we don't have to deal with them anymore or we just have more tools in our arsenal to deal with them very quickly. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember something that was really important for me and it was a bit different because it was my face, not my body. But when I had my jaw surgery, um... Anyone who doesn't know about it, it was a, it was a vibe. Uh, there's a highlight on my profile, a couple of highlights on my profile, but I basically had jaw realignment surgery and I had to have my top jaw broken into three places and reset because of something that had happened a few years ago. And it was knocking the, it was blocking my airway into my nose. So I had to have this big surgery. It was, uh, i massively underestimated. It. it was a, it was a huge fucking deal. Yeah. And for a long time, it completely changed the way that I looked. And I've talked about this online a lot, but I ended up with as close to dysmorphia as I I can describe, really. I can't think of another name for what it is. It wasn't body dysmorphia, but like face dysmorphia, because I would look in the mirror and I was very swollen for a long time. But also it did re calibrates ever so slightly the structure of my face. And actually it's been weird now, like we're a couple of years on and all the swelling's gone. But like my best friend Ellie always says, I look exactly like I meant to now. She's like, you actually look more like you did when you were younger. It was like, I just went through this period in the middle of not looking so much like me. She said, now I look more like I did when I was a teenager and when I was a kid. Right, And it, it is weird. And now when I look at myself before the surgery, a couple of years before the surgery, when the jaw thing had got really bad, I was like, oh yeah, maybe. Anyway, whatever. It did slightly alter how I looked permanently but but at the time when I was so swollen and my teeth like got a bit discoloured because I just couldn't do them as much and my jaw was wired shut and like I just, and it was also during Covid so there were so many factors to me not looking like me. And like, I mean, stupid shit, like my eyebrows weren't done and my head wasn't whatever. And my face was super swollen and my jaw was broken. And it was just like, there's a lot. Everyone said I look like Rob Beckett, which was weird. <laughs> and I felt really bad for <laughs> Rob Beckett. I'm like, I look awful, the poor guy. Um, anyway, whenever I looked in the mirror, I was like, that isn't me. And I really, really struggle with that. When people took photos of me when I went back to work, after, because I, I documented the whole thing on Instagram. But when I went back to like work, work, like, Making content and stuff, I was like, oh my god, people are gonna look at this and just think that's me. Like people who've never seen me before are just gonna think this is my face, but it's not my face and this isn't me. And it was what I realized as I got to the end of it, and it was like sort of four or five months on, and I really sat with these feelings. I realized that although I had gone through really big physical changes, in like some permanent but most of them tem- you know a lot of these were really temporary like these really the big really big swelling and stuff it was i i had to hold on to the fact that throughout that whole process i had never stopped being who i was like i yeah. never stopped loving in the same way that i did mm-hmm. finding the same things funny that i always had mm-hmm. enjoying the same shit on tv like i was entirely the same human being i just looked different and that I've taken into all of my thoughts around body image now, because it's like, actually, that is so irrelevant in the scheme of, like, who I am and the memories that I have. Because the fact is, is we do all look different all the time. Some days we just look fucking shattered. Sometimes we have a hair colour that's different, or sometimes we're a bit heavier or lighter than we once were, or whatever we went through that stage of wearing skirts that didn't suit us or whatever it is you know what I mean like we all go through periods of like change and evolution we're like Pokemons. and you realize that you have remained yourself throughout it all and so that's something that I hold on to really tightly like I'm doing it now as my body's changing that it's just like that's actually completely fucking irrelevant to who I am and although both the thoughts exist, you know, I still have the the perhaps negative thoughts about weight gain or whatever it would be. The overriding thought that I'm choosing to hold on to tightest is it's irrelevant because it doesn't define me, and I'm still who I am in spite of any changes. So that's yeah. always been something cool for me to just so, remember.
0: It's so important. It's so important. And and the the reason that we don't is because we because for for all of us like for most women our worth and our value is so tied up in how we look
1: entirely and we, tied up with
0: how it, we look totally and we believe that that's what we're good for in the world and, it, and we we equate how we look
2: to like almost like how good we are as a person
0: And then, and I so I think actually that's a really cool thing to hang on to and remind yourself of. Oh, actually, I I am completely the same person. Like nothing else has changed, apart from my like the skin that I'm in. Literally,
1: it's so weird, isn't it? Temporary, but it's so true. Like about the you know the worth that we that that we have as women even I'm actually really feeling it with my youth at the moment because like it's something that like older women say to you all the time like oh you don't know you're born like you don't like you don't you're not appreciating your skin enough like you're not appreciating this enough like oh you're not appreciating how fast your metabolism is when you're younger you know what I mean like it's just the world is just like full of older women telling younger women that they don't know they're born because Various parts of their body are better now than they'll ever be. And that's always a really complicated thing to like come to terms with as well. Because if you don't feel like a thousand percent confident in your body, you're like, oh shit, if I don't feel confident in my 25 year old body, how am I gonna feel when I'm 50 and my body's gone to shit like everybody says it will? And yeah, like it just, we're just sent into a spin with this shit, man. It was such a spin, but that's why I loved
0: that episode with Nadine because she was like, everything is relative. Like her saying to Helen Mirren, Talking about being old, and Helen Mirren was like, No, no, you're young. Because I can think that I'm six years older than you, and I can think that about you, and then you can think that about like your sister. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just everything yeah. is relative. But yeah, I think this, this, for this girl, like you're like just take take the pressure off honestly just take the pressure off and take the stress off around it because it's even cool i think that you recognize stuff like this because for a lot of us for a lot of people you it, it would just it would only be one thing be like oh i f- i feel I feel that I've lost weight. That's a good thing. I lost weight. Great. Rather than having the follow up thing of like, hang on that. Why is that great? I think that even the fact that you're questioning it and actually that brings me to that. I found the quote that I had butchered the other week, which I think is really important. Um, I was always taught by my mother that the first thing that goes through your mind is what you've been conditioned to think, what you think next defines who you are. Um, So, uh, yeah, I think that's. A really important one.
1: And the one I butchered the other week. So, yeah. And that's what Jacqueline teaches us. Do you get to choose your thoughts? You don't have to just think the first thought that you get. You get, like, that's the joy of having a brain. You can think more thoughts. So think the first one. But then also remember other shit. You know what I mean? Other like, shit. Remember how good donuts taste, and like how you've remained exactly the same person, and all the people that love you, and all the things you want to do with your life, and how that just is completely nothing to do with like what your waist size is. You want really something yeah. fun? I'm gonna implement, and is it just me? I'm just reminded by waist sizes Go on. on behalf of my husband. Who can't tell the difference on the tape measure between centimetres and inches. I mean,
0: I'm the wrong person to ask. We
1: were fitting the living room for the new sofa. I'm not asking you to... (laughs) Wait, hang on. Wait. Can you not do it either? Do you know the difference? If you're looking at a tape measure, would you know which one was the inches and which one was the centimetres? I
0: know inches are bigger.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. That's a start. That's further than we got with Al. Because I asked really? him to measure... I asked him so to measure. practical. I know. I asked him to measure... We were getting a new sofa and I was like, can you just measure the space of the living room? And he was like, it's 290 inches. I was like, what? <laughs> I do think it is <laughs> I was like, where do you think we live? <laughs> it was 290 centimetres. <laughs> um, um, no, I yeah. do
0: find all that... Comp- okay, don't get me started on the Imperial versus... Met- what is it? Metric. Metric, metric Yeah. It's uh, it just it just so why? It
1: stones and stones and pounds and then metrics kilograms
0: yes all the other way around <laughs> yeah I
1: don't know no it's I 50 think 50. that's 50. right I okay. think that's right I'm I'm having some personal cr- yeah like if someone tells me their height in centimeters I'm like oh my god I know I know oranges. but apparently we're weird in the UK because we mix
0: up using. Imperial and metric. Who was I speaking to? I think it's someone from the US I was speaking to. And they were like, but it's so weird the way you do it because you half use metric, half use imperial. Anyway, Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Alex was trying to defend it saying that they, like, in Ireland have, like, they don't have miles an hour. They do kilometres an hour. And I was like, yeah, but you still know what an inch is. So I can't help you there. Come on. Come
0: on. Grow up. Um, grow, Grow the fuck up. I have, and is it just me? Hit me. That has really unlocked new anxiety for me okay oh
1: god that's another thing you need more i know
0: i know it was over a dm does i have to ask does anyone else panic about the birds when it's really windy at night how do they sleep and not blow away
1: (laughs) oh no i don't worry about the birds do I think about literally everything else when it's windy and rainy. I can't enjoy it. And people are like, oh, I love listening to like a storm in bed. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I just, I think about all the fences that are going to get knocked down. So all the cats or horses that are going to escape. And then what happens if a horse runs onto a road and then gets hit by a car? And then what happens if it's maimed or the person driving the car's hurt? I get, yeah, or the bunnies. I always worry about bunnies, but then I, I realise I needn't because they go underground birds I think are pretty resilient because they just hang out in trees but then I can't speak for like tornadoes and hurricanes well yeah they just have nests um yeah but I don't think they fly away although you do sometimes see footage from like tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff and it's very upsetting and distressing to see a bird going the wrong way Oh, don't. (laughs) But then I just feel like they're fine. They've just got to ride it out. You know what I mean? It's like, I'd say for everybody else, if you're spinning in a tornado and you're a rabbit, it's like, fuck, because eventually the tornado is going to stop and I'm going to fall and then I'm going to die because I can't fly. But a bird that's zooming around... The minute the tornado ends, it's grand. It just flaps its wings and trots on its way. Yeah, unless it's
0: become really, like, inact, like, passive, because it's like, oh, I don't need to use my wings because I'm being blown around anyway. Tornado suddenly
1: stops, and it has to, like, Well, wake that's up more for and... the bird. You've got to be alert, you know what I mean? There's a tornado. Okay. Pay attention. Put yourself okay. together.
0: But if anyone could let us know what happens to the birds when it's windy, I'd really like to know that they're okay. How can they just sit in their nests? But where are I nests? did find the owl that had
1: fallen out and you know where nests are? In trees? Well, yeah. Of. Yeah, but that's, any isn't dream. that where it's windiest? Up at the no, top? No, they go right in. If you go near the the... the... Oh my god, the trunk. I was like, what is the middle bit called? If you go near the trunk <laughs> looking at a tree out the window, I was like, what are you? If they go near the trunk, it'll be all right. They'll be protected. They've got all the leaves on the trees and stuff. And then the birds that can't hack it just fuck off somewhere else for the winter. Do you know what I mean? Like the Canadian geese, yeah. they just come here, they just come here in the winter because it's too cold, or they come here because they want. I can't work From out Canada? when they come here. From Canada? Yes. Y- yes. I wonder where
0: they stop and like refuel. I, what do you mean refuel? Any petrol, <laughs> no, I don't need petrol. No, but I am sorry. But like, how is a bird flying from Canada to the UK? Like a plane can just about do it. Planes are fine. Can you just Google, yeah, migratory patterns of a Canadian goose. Canada geese were imported by wealthy individuals. And are now well established in the wild. I don't think they fly from the from Canada.
1: Okay. Jesus. UK. Okay, geese migrate to Britain in the autumn. Dave, Canada
0: geese, do they fly? Do they migrate from Canada? Can can birds fly from Canada to the UK? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are
2: you sure? I don't know if it's from Canada, but yeah.
1: They they
0: can geese, fly that far. Geese fly a long way, Geese fly a long way, he says. Oh, they're
1: amazing. I'm mean, gonna say Himalayas
2: as well, they fly.
1: From the around. Himalayas? But there's, uh,
2: you'd have to find the, right. hey
0: sometimes i hate google like this oh should be my an easy god. one okay
1: some fifteen thousand white front geese visit our coasts from scotland to southern england having summered in greenland and siberia
0: but they have to stop along the way to rest up
1: These guy's come from Sval- svalabad, svalabad, svalabad. oh say, my god i can't say that
0: one i know where that is i follow a girl who lives
1: there Ask her if she thinks she could fly here in one go.
0: It's crazy. It's like this tiny, tiny little island. They don't have hot water. They don't have electricity.
1: The Canadian geese, there are now 62,000 pairs in the UK and the number's growing. They're large with a brown body and black neck. And it has become the UK's most familiar goose of park lakes. So yeah, presumably they migrate from Canada. They just... They're just international jet setters. They just hang out between the two places.
0: Well, I'm trying to see, do geese need to have a stopover?
1: Yeah, can a bird fly over the Atlantic?
0: <gasps> they migrate bird. continuously, except for short stopovers to fuel up on insects, fruit or seeds before continuing on their way. <gasps> the warblers,
1: I don't know what they are, but they can fly nonstop over the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. They do it in three days and they don't need to land albatrosses are also masters of soaring flight able to glide over vast tracts of ocean without flapping their wings so they have fully adapted to their oceanic existence and they spend their first six or more years of their long lives they, they live to be 50 <gasps> oh my god so hang on an albatross can fly mm. for six years straight without ever touching the land
0: no but how does it eat no it's not possible How does it eat? probably
1: just catch things they catch fish
0: so they touch sea but not can they rest in the sea?
1: No they just land they just gobble and keep going.
0: That is energy, that is stamina, that is pure stamina.
1: 6 years. I can't imagine you standing up for 6 hours.
0: 6 minutes I was going to say, but yeah, 6 hours too.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Oh my this, god. We spend way too much time talking about birds on this podcast. Well,
0: I was just about to say that we should get someone, a bird expert on.
1: No one will listen to that.
0: Okay, never mind.
1: So good <laughs> in theory. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I feel like the older I get, the more fascinated I am by birds.
1: I agree. So last weekend, um, Ellie and Joshua, my best mate and her boyfriend, got us a bird table for the garden What's it's, that? well it's like a table for the birds oh it's so like, is it a
0: cable
1: <laughs> what's that it's no, a table no, for birds a bird table like a bird feeder and we've hung it i mean to be honest oh. i'm gonna I, I, if 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 i'm being truthful it's not it's not perfect because mostly the squirrels just eat all the food and then they just torment boa because then she's just watching a squirrel eating the bird food in the garden and it drives her insane and it's actually kind of horrifying to witness but in theory it's great and i have these mm. nice dreams of watching pigeons thrive nutritionally in my garden oh, tell me some I videos. Love pigeons. i need that i will P- yeah I, I think i've told you this fun fact before but you know pigeon lives for like six or seven years oh i just think it's such a hard graft like i just feel really sorry for them i just look at london pigeons and i'm just like it just looks fucking hard you know what i mean like like,
0: people are so cool and i don't i don't get it people
1: are just so evil so evil to them and foxes and rats yeah yeah i yeah rats have just had such bad pr it's so unfair but
0: they're like no different to like other animals like okay i get the vermin thing i know they, they carry diseases, but like
1: I don't think the plague did
0: them. Any but it, it doesn't mean they should be treated any differently, apart from possibly avoided. But like they shouldn't be treated badly. Like don't kiss one. I mean, but yes. don't be nasty to it either. You know,
1: it, they might consider it really nasty that you're not kissing them. Possibly Betty's licking her own fanny all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving that a kiss. <laughs> And they're like, right, so one ancestor 400 years ago had the plague and you're not going to kiss me.
0: She had, actually, we had guests around, which was very embarrassing. And they were on the couch and, like, Betty jumped up onto them and she had something sticking out of her her arsehole. And it's never, ever happened before. I feel bad saying arsehole. I'm sorry, Betty. Dingleberry. And it was, like, something was sticking out. So It turned out that it was, like, a
1: hard piece of grass. Really gross. But I was like... That's what they call a dingleberry. Is it? When a sheep does a shit, and it's like a little bit of poo gets stuck on their, like, win it. wool, because they've got loads of wool. A winnet. It. It's a dingleberry.
0: A, I thought them. it was a... Well, my word for it is 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 winnet. But dingleberry is much nicer. Yeah. So she
1: had a little dingleberry. That's nice. How humiliating. I know,
0: how humiliating. The and then Dave had to pull it out. So, anyway. Um, I have an embarrassing story to we should should we round us out we love nothing more than an embarrassing story so thank you so much for your podcast it brings me so much joy and knowledge knowledge
1: (laughs) Knowledge. (laughs) well 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 to be fair to be fair she might not have known that an albatross can fly for six years without landing had it not been for this fountain of knowledge Otherwise, no. There you go. Off shit heap of a
0: podcast. Yeah, I, I never had it down as an as an informative podcast, but here we are. Um I, I she said I honestly don't know what I did before listening. Oh my god. That's so sweet, but
1: socialized.
0: <laughs> new, <laughs> yeah, thinking, I could think of, I was in, I had like a fun, Flash of like all the different things in my head that she could be doing. But anyway, so (laughs) picture the scene. My partner and I are at a swanky hotel for one night in the Mediterranean, treating ourselves before winter kicks in. I spot someone I was at school with over 15 years ago. I, that is... That is good. I probably wouldn't spot that. I have freakishly good photographic memory, so I am unsure if she would recognize me, but I recognize her and remember her name. We keep passing each other in town, breakfast buffet, in the bar, etc, etc. My brother comes to visit us for lunch, and I'm telling him the story and how weird it is that everyone... And how weird it is that everywhere we go, she is five people away and joke. It's like we're following each other. Anyway, we then go down to the beach and again, manage to sit on the lounges next to her. I texted my brother saying, don't make it obvious, but person's name is on the lounge and next to you. I told you she's following us. Ha ha ha. Little did I I know my brother has Siri read out his texts and Siri proceeds to read out the text so loudly. When I tell you I almost died, I'm not exaggerating. My God, who the heck has
1: Siri read out their texts? I pretended to... Who the hell has Siri read out their texts? What kind of a madman? What's his number? Because I'm going to fuck up his life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I pretended to fall asleep on my lounger until she left hours later. I
0: actually still can't handle this. That's rough. That's really bad. What did the text say exactly again? Don't make it obvious that
1: Laura is sitting on the sun lounger next to us. Let's call
0: her Diana. Oh, no. Let's call her. Okay. Let's call her. Laura. Laura. I couldn't think of a girl's name. Don't make it obvious, but Laura is on the lounger next to you. I told you she's following us. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha
1: yeah that's about as bad as it gets because you know as well when siri goes ha 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 he goes ha ha. ha. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh that's really embarrassing that is really embarrassing oh no do you think you would have oh. oh no i don't think i would have addressed it i think i'd have just i don't know
1: you know what i've realized i've started looking like an absolute lunatic because i have my airpods in and when i go for my walk I listen to a podcast and and my headphone siri like headphone siri i don't know what he's called but he reads out all my notifications yeah and i'm it's so annoying because it's like just let me listen to the fucking podcast like i don't care like because we've got so many whatsapp groups for everything for all our work and the podcast and whatever and then like everything every everything and so it's basically like having every email that you get read out and obviously like our mental health, so we're supposed to go for like walks and stuff and not be on our phones all the time. So sometimes I just want to ignore them for like 20 minutes when I walk and then I'll deal with it when I get back. Anyway, my my thingy reads them out, and I know there is a way of saying stop reading the notifications for an hour. But I don't know the exact wording. So I'm literally, and I know because he's a noise cancelling, I know I can't get the volume right of myself. So I'm walking along and I'm like, stop reading notifications pause notifications don't read notifications <laughs> oh. for now an and then i'm just like oh my god no one else is, just turn them off completely. no one else is hearing the i don't know how to do uh, that it right
0: it's two steps go into settings go into notifications and right there it says announce notifications and you just turn that off
1: okay well but then sometimes i might want them there's a way of stopping it for an hour and he sometimes tells me he says if you don't want notifications say hmm but I always forget what he tells me to say, so I just try every variation <laughs> like, of what nerd. it could be, and it never uh, works. Uh. And <laughs> I just know that I'll just be walking along the sand and I like can absolutely robot stop reading notifications, stop reading notifications, do not, and then I get more and more irate.
0: And he's just, so, like, pissing nice. himself at you. Try again, sucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lol. <laughs> I am not listening. I can't believe your brother has his messages right oh, now. At least you know he's not dealing drugs or having an affair. Oop, I, I can't believe that she hasn't met, like, if if I knew my brother had, if I knew my brother had his messages read out, I would just ruin his life. <laughs> yeah. did the hemorrhoids go down? <laughs> who does that,
0: though? I didn't even know that could happen, but there you go. Very embarrassing.
1: Somebody who either doesn't text a lot of people or who has Clearly. Just very solid t- trust in the people that he does text. Very embarrassing. Good God.
0: Well, thank you all for sending in your embarrassing stories. And is it just me's? If you have anything you would like to send us, um, yeah, embarrassing stories, or, or is it just me's, you can send them to, uh, you can email us on should I delete that pod at gmail.com or you can send a voice note. We are still loving the voice notes um, to the Instagram. Should I delete that? Oh, should I delete that? Stunning. Well,
1: thank you very much for being here. We will see you on Monday for a new episode of...
0: Can you, remember, can you remember the name? Oh, I thought you were thinking of the name. I was like, should I delete that? No,
1: no. Um, <laughs> uh, we love you all very yeah. much. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for Bye. listening. Thank you so much for listening. Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAST Creator Network.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,